My novel, Becoming Valley Forge, which was published in 2016, is about how people in the Valley Forge area reacted when the Revolutionary War came to their backyard. It's also about the different types of people who come together, came together, to become a part of and to support the Valley Forge encampment. The novel covers the period from September 11, 1777, which was the Battle of Brandywine, to the Paoli Massacre later in September, to the Battle of Germantown in October, and to the Valley Forge encampment beginning in December, and to the Battle of Barren Hill on May 20, 1778, up through the march out at Valley Forge on June 19, 1778. You can read more about Becoming Valley Forge at www.sheilavance.com and at my publishing company website, theelevatorgroup.com, or on Amazon. One of the reasons I became interested in writing this novel is because everywhere I've lived in Pennsylvania as a child growing up, and since I returned to Pennsylvania in 1984 after graduating from law school, has a connection to Valley Forge and the Revolutionary War activities called the Philadelphia Campaign. One of the places I've lived has special significance to me and to Valley Forge. It's my home, where I grew up, a place called Rebel Hill. Rebel Hill is part of a larger community called Golf Mills, and it is a part of Upper Marion Township. It's about six miles southeast of Valley Forge. And people may know that area because of the King of Prussia Mall. Rubble Hill today is a large hill that rises about 400 feet high, and that is near the Golf Mills exit on Route 76, the Schuylkill Expressway, about 45 minutes west of Philadelphia. Today, Rebel Hill is just thought of as that street called Rebel Hill Road, where I grew up, and the various streets that intersect it and that are on the hill. Those streets are Supply Lane, Lincoln Avenue, Golf Avenue, and the various streets in the Rebel Hill townhouses at the top of the hill. Rebel Hill Road forms an arch that runs from Madsen Ford Road on one end to Upper Gulf Road on the other. At the time of the Revolutionary War, Rebel Hill was at least two or three times the size of what we think of it now. It was one large hill range running from Gulf Road and the Gulf Creek on the west to the area around DeHaven Street to the area that we now call Union Hill and down Madsen's Ford Road into West Conchahawken and all the way down to the Schuylkill River on the east. Rebel Hill rises out of Matson's Ford Road on one side and the village of Golf Mills on the other side. An Upper Marion Township map from 1956 shows Rebel Hill extending to DeHaven Street on its west side. Rebel Hill remained one large hill until the late 1950s, early 1960s, when the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation sliced through Rebel Hill to build the Schuylkill Expressway. Growing up, my mother always told us that George Washington and his army were on Rebel Hill during the Revolutionary War, and that the only reason they left the hill to go to Valley Forge was because Rebel Hill was too close to Philadelphia, which the British had captured. As usual, Mom was right. George Washington and his Continental Army came to Rebel Hill and the area surrounding it, called Golf Mills or the Golf, G-U-L-F, in Washington's Daily Journal on December 13, 1777. They stayed there until the morning of December 19th when the Army made its famous march to Valley Forge past the Hanging Rock down Golf Road.
The army was cold, tired, and barely clothed when they got to Rebel Hill. British General Howe had moved most of his army out of Philadelphia on December 4th for one final battle before both armies went into winter quarters. Several divisions of Washington's Continental Army skirmished with the British at the Battle of White Marsh on, on December 5th through the 7th. Yet the entire Continental Army was on full alert on December 7th for an attack by Howe's British Army. On that day, General Washington rode through every brigade of his army, delivering in person his orders, respecting the manner of receiving the enemy, exhorting his troops to rely principally on the bayonet, and encouraging them by steady firmness of his countenance, as well as by his words, to a vigorous performance of their duty. That last bit is a quote from a wonderful article called The Camp by the Old Golf Mill by William Spone Baker from 1893. I don't know what happened to my last recording, but I'm going to pick up where I left off and um, hopefully add it to the same episode. But anyway, I'm just going to say this is this episode or this portion of the episode is going to talk about how George Washington and the Continental Army came to march into Rebel Hill and Golf Mill. So here we go. The army was cold, tired, and barely clothed when they got to Rebel Hill. British General Howe had moved most of his army out of Philadelphia on December 4th for one final battle before both armies went into winter quarters. Several divisions of Washington's Continental Army skirmished with the British at the Battle of White Marsh on December 5th to 7th, 1777. Yet, the entire Continental Army was on full alert on December 7th for an attack by Howe's British Army. On that day, uh, General Washington, according to an article in the camp by the Old Golf Mill by William Spone Baker in the Pennsylvania Magazine of History and Biography, 1893, said, George Washington, quote, rode through every brigade of his army, delivering in person his orders, respecting the manner of receiving the enemy exhorting his troops to rely principally on the bayonet and encouraging them by the steady firmness of his countenance, as well as by his words, to a vigorous performance of their duty, end quote. General Howe decided not to attack after he couldn't draw out the Continental Army, and he ordered the retreat back to Philadelphia on December 8th. Washington decided that for the winter, his army had to move farther away from Philadelphia than their current headquarters in White Marsh. On December 11th, Washington's army began marching to the Rebel Hill area for what some historians thought would be the army's winter quarters. However, on that day, the army was not aware that British General Cornwallis had 3,000 troops brutally barging through Rebel Hill and golf mills, taking whatever food and provisions they could find from local residents. The first divisions of Washington's army began crossing over from White Marsh, over a bridge they had constructed at Matson's Ford. As they came over, they saw Cornwallis's troops up on Rebel Hill and on Prospect Hill, on the other side of what is now Matson Ford Road. General James Potter, with part of the Pennsylvania militia, had been at Harriton Plantation on Old Golf Road. His regiments began attacking the British, and his men formed battle lines on Rebel Hill and other hills and golf mills over four miles. 
General Pollard's men fought bravely until the sheer numbers of British soldiers caused them to retreat back across the bridge at Matson's Ford, as had other troops that had crossed over where the rest of Washington's army was waiting. General Washington lauded General Potter and the Pennsylvania militia in his orderly book of December 12, 1777, writing, quote, The commander-in-chief, with great pleasure, expresses his approbation of the behavior of the Pennsylvania militia yesterday under General Potter on the vigorous opposition they made to a body of the enemy on the other side of the Schuylkill, end quote. However, General Potter later lamented the retreat because it left the residents of Rebel Hill and Gulf Mills to the British plundering. In a report to Thomas Wharton, president of the Supreme Executive Council of Pennsylvania, Potter wrote, quote, Thus, the enemy got leave to plunder the country, which they have done without partiality or favor to any, leaving none of the necessaries of life behind them that they conveniently could carry or destroy, end quote. There are several versions of how Rebel Hill got its name. One is that British General Cornwallis, who led the 3,000 British soldiers in the foraging raid on December 11th, called it Rebel Hill because the British Army found that the hill was full of rebels, or what we call patriots. Another is that it was called Rebel Hill because Continental Army General William Alexander, also known as Lord Sterling, commanded an outpost on the hill during the Valley Forge encampment. While on Rebel Hill, General Lord Sterling stayed at the house of Jonathan Reese. Joining Sterling on Rebel Hill was his aide-de-camp, James Monroe, who later went on to become the fifth president of the United States. No matter how Rebel Hill got its name, it has a proud history in the founding of this nation. As one historian noted, quote, these grounds were the threshold to Valley Forge. Okay, I don't know what's wrong with this. <laughs> platform, but I can't record everything. It stops at five minutes, so I'm going to just hurry up and finish up the end here. So what I'm, I'm saying at the end here is no matter how Rebel Hill got its name, it has a proud history in the founding of this nation. As one historian noted, quote, these grounds were the threshold to Valley Forge and the story of that winter, a story of endurance, forbearance, and patriotism, which will never grow old, had its beginnings here at the six days encampment by the old golf mill. That was, again, uh, the Golf Hills in the Annals of the Revolution by Samuel Gordon Smith of West Conshohocken in an address before the Montgomery County Historical Society of Ashburn, Pennsylvania, October 6, 1900. His address is included in Historical Sketches of Montgomery County, Volume 3, Montgomery County Historical Society, 1905. So, Come back uh, and listen tomorrow to find out what happened on Rebel Hill during those six days. Peace, and I'll see you on the next podcast.